Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Laker team now that obviously uh, with Hachimura, you know, gets a young uh, wing player, wing defender, uh, three-point shooter, mm-hmm. uh, a corner three-point shooter. He's shown some success doing that in the last couple of years. And, and I'm told the Lakers certainly would like to sign Hachimura to an extension this summer. This is Dirt and Sprague. He's uh, worked hard um, in the treatment and is doing okay. Yeah, you know, he told you guys. I mean, he, he mentioned it to you that he's going to play. So, I mean, that's uh, um, that's his mindset. And, and then we'll just take it day by day. So With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Lakers are trying to get a little separation here before the fourth quarter. And Lillard's up top for a three, and he sends it a pull. And Greg Popovich has seen his act before. He calls time. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader. 1080, the fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? It's another day, man. Another day. I'm feeling great today. Feeling great. Are you? I'm feeling very good on a Tuesday. I'm a little nervous today. What are you nervous about? Today is Your my cool moose and eagle sweater. You like this? That's pretty badass. You got a wolf on there. You got a bear. Look at you. you Alaska. Go to, you go to Alaska. <laughs> you got to buy an Alaska sweatshirt. That's like they just like sell you those. got that in the airport. Uh, not far off, actually. When you go to Juneau, Alaska, there's only one road with everything on it. Don't go to Juneau, Alaska. <laughs> give, me, give me the moose sweatshirt. I want to rock that. Well, they have like an Alaska merch store they actually have two of them yeah kind of like the made in oregon stores yeah it's, it's like that okay. uh except it's a much bigger deal because it's like one of four stores in Juneau, alaska that's a very big deal and so uh me and my brothers we went there for my aunt's wedding in like 2018 or something and uh I just saw this and I said, you know what? I'm getting that sweatshirt. I got to have that sweatshirt. There, I saw a video the other day that went viral of a guy that rented a VRBO in Alaska, like rented a house. And I don't know why he was going for vacation or work or whatever. But Do you know where he went? I don't know specifically. I just know the caption was like this. Of course, this happens when you rent a house in Alaska. And he gets dropped off at his house after landing wherever he was going. And there was a moose sleeping like on his front porch. Wow. And he was like, he just he sat there and he filmed it for a second. He's like, I don't, I don't really know what to do here. Do I, I, I can't get into the house. Yeah, you, you wait, you, you wait. You He's, do not, you do not poke that. You just, situation. you stand there yeah. in the cold, yeah. and uh, hopefully your cab stuck around or your Uber stuck around, and you, and you wait for the moose to leave because that's not a, that's not a great way to get welcome. No, that's you know that's. Um... I wanted to see a moose, and I didn't want to see a moose at the same time. <laughs> as long as you're in the safety of like a very big car or a truck, yeah, I would feel okay. Sure. In like, if they have the chance to run me down, no, thank you. I saw a bear. See, that's weird that you're not scared. You don't seem scared about the bear, but you're scared about the moose. 
Oh, I'm terrified of the bear because especially up there they get grizzlies. They do. They're uh, nasty. I don't know if it was a grizzly bear, but I can tell you we were wondering if we'd see one. And we were walking in my aunt's neighborhood in a lot like Juno is like suburb neighborhood. You're like, oh, it's a suburb. And then you kind of walk around. You're like, it's really kind of not. The forest is right there. It's right there. Just a few houses here. And we walked down a road, literally turned around probably a tenth of a mile down my, the, my aunt's road. Just turned around and looked behind me. Right where we walked, a bear just crossed. And I'm like, oh, and we ran. And we jumped in the back of a truck. You know, we don't give we don't get enough credit here. Like we were talking yesterday after the show. Josh Hart has complained a lot about the weather recently. Like it's raining too much. What am I supposed to do in all this rain? Now, what's with that? Like his his constant whining on Twitter about like, what do you do when it's raining? I mean, you can, you can watch a movie. Josh, you can, you're a multimillionaire, my man. Exercise like, in your mansion. <laughs> you can you know, hang out with your personal chef. There's a lot of things that you could do. Yeah, you play cards with play somebody. Card. I mean, come on, what are we doing? Here? Video games. And it's actually been quite and delightful. Those of us that aren't deterred by the rain. No. And- you know. I'm never I'm never at my house in it if it rains. Let's say it's Saturday, it's dumping, you don't want to be out in it. I'm never at my house going, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. <laughs> You're a grown man. Yeah. Figure it out. I quite enjoy lazy Saturdays and Sundays where it's raining. That means I don't have to do anything. Do you There's... just want to go to the mall and be noticed? Is that you just whining that you can't go to the mall to be seen? Like what are you doing there? There's... You're a multi million dollar athlete. I I'm sorry. This has been bothering me for like three weeks. I've been seeing these tweets, and I'm like, dude, you played in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's cold as hell, and it snows. What did you do there? Right, in the snow. It's not like you could go outside and do whatever the hell you want. I actually like when there's not the societal internal pressure on yourself to go outside when it's sunny, because I do feel that. Like, I had that yesterday. I was doing some stuff around the house, and I looked out the window, and I was like, man, it is nice today. I feel like I should go do something. Oh, yeah. Like, you feel that push, like, go outside, go outside. When it rains, it's great to not have that. Like, there's no pressure. I could just sit inside. And nobody's going to judge me. You know why? Because it's raining. I don't have to do anything. But we don't give it. We don't get enough credit as an area for having very few animals that can kill you. And that's something that I I think I take for granted in Portland. Uh, we got the coyotes. They wouldn't do it. Coyotes don't kill you. I mean, name C- one animal. Cougars are out there, but they're sure. Most of them are so timid of you. They're not coming up to a human and attacking. Not your dog, maybe a yeah. cat, maybe. Right. I can see that. Human has a human ever been attacked by a cougar? I mean, yes. Other than Jason Swigard. Uh, yes. <laughs> Humans have been. I don't be. I don't believe it. Show me the news clippings. <laughs> I want to see the story. If you Google Editing person scores. attacked by a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Not at a Nickelback concert. I mean, Nickelback is coming back. They are. Maybe you'll get attacked again. (laughs) But largely, they just stay on the tree branch, and they just look down as you don't see them. Right. Like, there's no snakes that are going to jump out off of a tree. Like, you have it in eastern Oregon, sure. There's some spiders and that kind of stuff. We got black bears, but they're also kind of timid and shy. Not in the the greater Portland area. I ain't seeing no black bears around. I'm sure there are, though. You hear about them sometimes. I'm going to Google, are there any animals in Portland that can kill you? Um, well... I was going to make a really bad joke, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Let's, let's not start there not, today. See, th- you know what that's going to be used for? That's going to be used for today because today is my very first therapy session. You're well, going to therapy today? I am. Look at you. It's my very first appointment ever. I'm incredibly nervous. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. By yourself or is this group no, this or family? Is, or No. Jesus, no. I, How else would I talk about my family 
if they were there. You got to unload on your family to a therapist. That's where you're at. Not my immediate family, but yeah, the okay. rest of those psychos, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You got to get some stuff off your chest, man. Well, but I don't know. How does that work? Isn't it kind of an odd thing? Like, I'm just supposed to sit down with somebody I've never seen or heard of in my life, and I'm just supposed to talk? Yeah, I think that's how it works. Well, they are hopefully professionals. They'll, They'll welcome you in. There's going to be a very calming music. To Is what? there music playing? I mean, in the Have lobby there therapy? will be. I did, I did like three sessions of therapy. Really? Yeah. You long never time, told me about this. Long time ago. What's a long time ago? Two years uh, ago? No, like 10 years ago. 15 years ago. So before we started working before together? Before we started working together, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Long time ago. Boy, I, you were really young for therapy at that I was, point. I, mean, I was a troubled child, Brandon. Were you? I was a troubled child. Well, why I, were you so troubled? I lost my way, and I needed, I, needed to, I needed to find my center again. And it's Tell slow. me when you lost your way. <laughs> well, Tell you me know, about that. Well, you know, <laughs> so some people around the age of 19 and 20 have a little fun, and uh, sometimes it's a little too much fun. And you got to refine your 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 route in life. And so I did. I, I can't remember how many I went to, but I did see a therapist for a couple of weeks. And I remember having the same feeling like this is dumb. This is stupid. I don't think it's dumb. I don't think it's well, stupid. Sure. I just I, I had I, that feeling. I feel uncomfortable <laughs> because I like talking to people. But yeah, this is going to be like. How deep and hard are we going to be hitting today? You know I had what I mean? a guy that looked. It, it helped the appearance of a therapist. I feel like is very important. I feel like the the therapist and the massage therapist, their look and their feel very important. Yeah. And the therapist that I had had like a he had, it was like an older man. He was wearing like a cardigan. Mm -hmm. He had like a Robin Williams beard. Solid look. Kind of a lower yeah. voice, a pair of glasses. And I'm like, this this dude's just welcoming me in. Yeah. To like an embrace. Let's let's get some things done here. And so I feel like that's an important thing to settle you in. You got to have a therapist that's very welcoming. Well, physically. I, I actually agree with this. I take it a step further. I actually, the sex of the person also matters to me. Now, for a therapist or a massage therapist? Both. Okay. Yeah. Is it the same sex or yeah, opposite? it's the same sex. You want a female therapist and a female masseuse? Yeah, well, yeah. Would you let a man massage your wife? I wouldn't care, yeah. Okay. That's her choice. She wouldn't okay. do that. She wouldn't do that. But if she wanted to, it wouldn't bother me. I got my wife a massage for Christmas. And it was a man? No, I purposely booked a woman. Because you were afraid of being jealous? I don't know if it was a jealousy thing. I just thought, I don't know if I want another dude touching my wife. But she's not like, he's not like. I know, I know. He's massaging. He's... Apparently, I need more therapy. I, <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I've concluded with this. Well, they had options. You know, it wasn't like it was a, you know, massage or no Strong, massage. Strong, burly man <laughs> they that had, could bench press me. They had multiple options that you could choose from. And I thought, ah, Cindy sounds like a nice gal. I'm going to go with Cindy. Uh, yeah. She seems like she's great. So I have, I don't know if this is, and this is part of the therapy that maybe we'll dive into at some point, because I think I'm going to try to give this a few sessions. I have this thing that maybe it's because I grew up with just my mom. I only feel comfortable, I think, in a setting like that, speaking to a woman. I think that might be the first topic. I of think that's your, an issue. Your therapy, like I, I had, issue. I had booked a guy I think originally. You have, you have trust in male figures in your life. Uh, maybe I don't I, know. I think there's some deep-seated things from your childhood that you need to flush out. I just every time I can think about times where I've been in a talk about something in your life moment that's not a therapist every time it's usually with a woman hmm. and i that's just sometimes that's just happenstance that's just like yo you're here you're talking to me about your stuff and i'm talking to you about my stuff you're a woman it's you know i talk to you sure but i'm I'll... paid to do that so like 
I'll be your therapist. You want me to be your therapist? I need a female co-host. Good luck with all that, buddy. <laughs> I th- I think this is. I'm going to psychoanalyze you right now. Sure. I think this is a thing from your childhood. I it, think you it grew, very well could be. You grew up with a mom. You didn't have a father in your life. Yeah. And you've always resonated more with I think the female role of of raising somebody and listening and all that kind of stuff. But now I talk to my dad more than I talk to my mom. See, I think old things don't, don't old things don't die like that. Yeah, okay. I think that's I think that's a, that's baked into your core. Right. When right. you were in the oven, that that was that was that was stuck in there. Well, I was a makeup sex baby. Okay, <laughs> and this is part of the therapy is when you start realizing you're poor therapist. When you start realizing things like that. I mean that's a, that's a hell of a start point. Like, yo, you exist because your parents fought, hate each other, and had makeup sex. That's why you exist. That's why you're here. Yeah, I'm glad they hated each other. Uh, well, they hated each other very hard. Yeah, and now a lot of hate. Bada boom, bada bing. I got a co-host who's wearing an Alaska sweater we... and going to therapy now. <laughs> this is great. Should I give live check-ins of therapy? I think so. I, I kind of thought about doing that, like letting that's... you guys know like what topics we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Up to you. Absolutely. I mean, I you know, she's got my HIPAA rights. I actually don't even know if that's a real thing. As a therapist, yes, she is not allowed she to talk can't. about she can't anything. confidentiality. Twitter Unless you go. say you You'll want to hurt yourself. You'll never believe who my new patient <laughs> is. Right, right. <laughs> hey, you're a fan of Jack Ramsey's, huh? Big Blazer fan? What if she was like, hey, my husband's a P1. Like, oh, no, no. You know they're talking about that on Pillow Talk. Hey, honey, you'll never believe who came in today. So this is going to sound stupid, and I'll wrap it up here. I had an appointment with a guy originally and my wife was like she knew i kind of wanted to try the first one with a woman therapist Mm -hmm. and she we booked a guy i was like you know what let's just do it this appointment's available we'll do it and she found a a female a couple weeks ago and she goes do you want to switch and i went what if he did by some chance know me (laughs) yes let's switch (laughs) So I, I on oh, the off chance he's a big sports. In the fan. off chance he likes sports talk radio. Yeah, yeah. What about those Blazers? Huh? That's like his first question <laughs> in therapy. Giving up 130 to the Spurs. What are we doing? Well, I was thinking like, and you're like, that's too deep. Can yeah. we stick to my family? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. way too complicated of an issue to tackle right now. Well, but it's like, what if I came in? And it's like, you know, Brandon, I heard on Tuesday's show you were saying this and that. Now let's start there. You're like, <laughs> let's, no, let's no. begin with the thoughts that you shared. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Enough about that. Somebody said deer kill more people in the United States than any other animal. I don't know if they... I mean, and I, I know it's it's higher than you think. How do deer kill people? I mean, bucks have antlers. I mean, you just... They just... People well, just I also think people, are, people are stupid. Bucks. Well, they people are stupid. People deer. are more likely to go up to a deer thinking they've watched, you know, Disney movies all these years and don't realize that, yes, they are indeed wild animals. People generally don't go up and... You know, try to tap the grizzly bear on the back of the ears, and is an underrated one that kills you the like the bison or the buffalo. Like you see those in Yellowstone, and people stupidly walk up to those. Yeah, people things. will get gored yeah, by but it. Yeah, I think that's few and far between. I mean, there's more deer all over the place. So. I googled the ten deadliest animals in the United States. Well, I know, I know they're not in the United States. Hippos in, I think, 
in the world kill more yeah. people per year than Africa sharks. and Asia. Yeah. How yeah. about that? They are. What? They are the, the deadliest animal in the United States. Deer? Yeah, they kill up to uh, roughly, on average, 200 people a year. If you are walking... And Mostly they... in car accidents, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I mean, that's kind of a dumb loophole, isn't that doesn't, it? That doesn't count. I need a, I need a buck to you, gore You're somebody. talking yeah. about a good old-fashioned animal mauling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not an accident where they ran across the road and you hit them with your car and then your car tips over like so you took the car Traffic, out of it but... it's probably grizzly bear right uh number two on this list is uh hornets bees and wasps oh the allergic yeah the allergic the aspect number yeah. three is dogs yeah okay dogs are three uh livestock is four that's like horse cow Not a problem, llama something uh dangerous spiders five Mm. Venomous snakes six, oh. bears coming in seven. How about that? Cougars eight. Yeah. that's a hell of a way to go. Uh, alligators nine, and then sharks are ten. Alligators, yeah, the alligators, south. They'll eat people down there, man. They will. That wasn't didn't like a kid stumble into a, a pit at the Disney World a couple years ago. Uh, no, it was one of their lakes that was right on their resort. A kid was swimming, and an alligator just grabbed him. <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't laugh. It's yeah, I don't horrible. know why you're laughing. It's horrible. That was kind of an awkward little chuckle you just gave. It's horrible. It is horrible. I feel horrible for that family. You should. You need to go see a therapist. I need to see a therapist. We've got a loaded show today, folks, and I need to I need to correct something yesterday for the 18 people on Twitter that listened to the show. Dirt's an idiot, okay? Swag is in the process <laughs> of getting Bobby Marks on the show from ESPN, national NBA guy. We're very excited to have him on. I told Dirt yesterday as we were leaving, hey, I'm going to reach out to John Marks in <laughs> Philadelphia to do an Eagles hit because I want to do a hit for all four cities like we normally do. He said, great, that sounds like a good idea. Sounds great to me. I text the group, Marks is good to go for the ticker tomorrow. Dirt presumed Bobby Marks and tweeted Bobby Marks on the show to talk all things Blazers and trade season stuff. I deleted the tweet. It'll be a test to see if anybody follows or pays attention to those. If I we don't get think a, people care. If we get a text at seven thirty, like, wait a minute, why are we talking about the Eagles? If we get one of those, then I'll feel I'll feel you know vindicated that people are actually following what we're doing on Twitter. So John Marks of WIP Sports Radio in Philly, he's our good friend over there. He's going to hop on and we'll get his thoughts on the 49ers Eagles matchup. I'm sure they're feeling good. Uh, they've got the home field advantage, so we'll talk to John Marks coming up. And we got the mail sack at 8.15. It's a loaded show, Dirt and Sprague. Let's get it going on the fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We had an uh, NBA trade yesterday right after the show. And in normal trade fashion, Blazer fan goes, why couldn't we do that? We'll talk about that coming up. Yeah, Keon Johnson and three future second-round picks. <laughs> I don't think the Blazers have many second-round picks to they play with. do not. I don't think we have any in this year's draft, do we? Neil O'Shea said, F them picks, because I got to make our roster middle of the road so I can make the playoffs and brag about making the playoffs. <laughs> um, so we'll, t- we'll talk about that. The Blazers finally get off the schneid. Huh? They win last night. Yeah, baby. 
Only gave up 74 <clears throat> first half yeah. points to the San Antonio. I had somebody tweet me. It's like, well, the Clippers with Kawhi and PG gave up 72. And I go, what does that do for me? Nothing. That's supposed to make me feel better? No. no. We'll get into that coming up. I, I was, um, during the break, it's it's championship, it's conference championship weekend. Get serious. And what? In the oh, NFL. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say get For serious. For some reason, I thought, I don't know why you're going to go like a college basketball angle on me. I was like, it's an already conference championship time? I don't no. think so. It's January. That Swag's still here. I'm here. <laughs> he usually just disappears for like a month. He goes to Vegas and I'll never returns. I'll be in Vegas for a week in <laughs> March. Happen at Swag no, Art. you always say that, and then you're like, no, it might it's... be two weeks, guys. I'm going to call the women's. <laughs> no, I'm going to call the track and fields. Just depends no. what Portland wants. They're all down I in will Vegas. call the women's game. Exactly. Yeah. See, the women right now are in second place in the yeah, conference. Yeah, because the women Ayo. are better than the men. Yeah. yeah. You should be the women's play-by-play guy. You see LeBron the other night talking about Bronny coming to Oregon. I did see that. Did you see Orm's article? I did. Uh, another. Uh, should they offer him? They haven't even offered him. I, I, how do you not offer him? He's a four or five star kid. I think they're just waiting for him to say that that's where he wants to go. And then he I, already they already leaked it. His top three are USC, well, know, Ohio yeah. State, Oregon. Yeah, I think they're just waiting for. A, I mean, I, the offers there. If the he wants question to go to Oregon, is: Does the traveling but, but, circus go with him? Because yes, it, it does. was an absolute traveling circus. I welcome it with open arms. Well, man. he had security. There's like forty-seven people per game at Oregon games this year. That's yeah, pretty bad. Nobody goes. Yeah. They played Arizona, who was a top ten team. They beat them by like thirty points. I watched like twenty percent of that game. It was like a thirty percent full crowd. Yeah, I'm exaggerating, but it was right. there was not the kind of crowd that you would want at a big time college basketball game. I'm surprised as many Beaver fans are going to Oregon State basketball games. Yeah, I would make a joke about Corvallis, but it's not like there's a lot to do in UG either. <clears throat> not in the oh, winter. this is the board thing. There's nothing else to do. I mean, I'd rather do nothing than spend money. <laughs> That's true. What are tickets? What are tickets costing these days to get into a Beaver game? I would imagine the cheapest tickets like twenty five dollars. Hey, they snapped their eighteen game road losing streak. They, they yeah, they beat Cal. They yeah. beat Cal. Yeah. Cal's, Cal's the worst. Hideously team. bad. Cal Did is they the lose worst to Stanford? We lost to Stanford. Yo, we Stanford. lost. Both, Stanford. both oh, teams lost, lost to Stanford. They got Stanford. housed by Stanford. You guys lost to Stanford. Yes. They did. Yeah. On Saturday. They Sunday housed night. Oregon State and then beat yeah. Oregon. They're yeah. back, baby. The trees are coming. Robin Lopez. I just heard Oregon was healthy, so they're back. And then they lose to Stanford? Yeah, Yeah, that's Oregon basketball. After beating Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. God, there couldn't be more irrelevant sport in my life than college (laughs) basketball. I I just know how bad my team is. I'm just clarifying. Gonzaga's coming to town this Saturday. It is not conference championship week in college basketball. I just wanted wanted the listeners to know that. That's because Kansas is losing. Kansas lost their third in a row last night. What does that have to do with anything? You texted about college hoops yesterday, and it made me chuckle, too. Something about Duke. Something about Duke losing. I'm like, are they losing? Well, yeah. Well, I had I just had ESPN on, and I was, like, doing <laughs> – I was getting dinner ready. I was just – and it was just on. And so I went over, and Virginia Tech was playing Duke, and they were beating them. And I was like – I stuck around on it for a while because Duke was losing. I think I've watched all of two minutes of college basketball this year. I, yeah. Not counting the game I went to at the LSI. Which I've, I left the third quarter in because they were down. But you mean 25. on television? On TV. Like consciously said, oh, there's a college basketball game. Oregon State. I'm going to watch. Last three minutes against Arizona State, I just turned it on because they were hanging. I was like, let's see if I know any of these players. And I knew none of them. And I watched it and they lost. And okay. I said, well, this is why. Your I don't boy Jordan this. Pope, freshman of the week in the Pac 12. Yeah. 
Big fam. I knew that. Big fam. I get those emails. I'm up on his game. Do I delete them pretty quick? <laughs> yeah, I do. They they go right to the trash. I think I've watched, I've watched I, I, an okay amount for myself, which is nothing, but I, I probably watched like a combined hour of PKI basketball. Like that was fun when the pilots almost knocked off North Carolina. I watched a good chunk of that game. That was pretty cool. I watched it for like five minutes of the Oregon-Houston game, and then they lost because Houston, I think, was number one at the time. They just lost to Temple. I, I watched a bit of that. Yeah. I watched a couple of minutes of the Oregon-Arizona game, and they ran away from that at the end. I actually ended up watching. Was it Saturday night they lost to Stanford? Was that a Saturday night game? Yeah, late Saturday. I ended up flipping. I watched the last like three minutes of that game. It was horrible. And I just asked myself, why am I watching this? But see, you're making, you're kind of making the point that I Tyson Alger referred to this and Bill Orm has written about this, and I think it's just right. That sport's so irrelevant and so god-awful. It's an awful sport. Yeah, it is. The halftime score of Oregon State and Cal was 27-15. to 15. <laughs> 27 to wow. 15 was your PIL halftime. game. Y- yeah, that's a half. That's no, a halftime. No, PIL teams score way more than that. Like that is your halftime. <laughs> Sounds like a Ralph Miller was still coaching Oregon State. No shot clock. Dear God, that's awful. And 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 it's just getting worse. I feel like every year because a lot of these kids don't care. They're just in that to wait for a year to go to the NBA. It, you have to do something to inject life and 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 emotion and passion into your into your team. Come on down, Bronny. Like if I'm Oregon State, Oregon's probably gonna. If Oregon's smart, they offer Bronny and they do whatever they can to get him. Because even if he's just a run of the mill role guy or a guy who's good, not great. Yeah, you know, I don't know about the league, but he'll probably get drafted because his dad's in the league. You still want that attention. You want the eyeballs. You want a reason to go down to. To Matt Knight Arena, you want to be like, yo, LeBron and the Lakers are here for a night staying over. He's probably getting driven down to Eugene to go to the game and sit courtside and cheer on Bronny. You want that. You want that reason. Oregon State should be doing everything they can to offer Pippen's kid who plays at the same school. And I've seen the kid play. I don't know if he was much better than I was when I played in high school, but his last name's Pippen. And if it gets Scottie Pippen into Gill Coliseum... Damn it, I'm in. You're all in on Scotty coming back. Yeah, I mean, that was the kind of exciting part about GP2 because before GP2 came back, Craig Robinson had reestablished the relationship with GP yeah. and got him to return. Brought him back in the fold. And in that relationship, he went and recruited GP2, who was playing at a Salt Lake City Community College, and they got him. And that was kind of exciting. It was like, yo, you got the legacy play. We got another Peyton here. He ended up being a damn good basketball player. It was amazing. And helping the program kind of bring life to it. I I just think college basketball, unless you're Duke, unless you're, I don't know, fill in the blank with these schools now, like unless you're that, you got to do kind of wacky, tacky things to make people care. In the Northwest especially. There's pockets of the country that still love college hoops and always will love college hoops. In the Northwest, we, we've lost our way, and, and you need some sort of injection of life. I think you can make an argument, whether it's fair or not. It, actually, no, it's not fair because he's nowhere near the player. But I think Bronny in college is going to be probably the most discussed, talked about, watched, paid attention to college basketball players since Zion. It's going to be, well, like Zion was a big deal because everybody knew Zion from the highlights. It was like, oh my God, where's this kid going to go? He's dunking on like five foot four white guys. How's this going to work in college? And he got to Duke and it was amazing. And I'll never forget watching that Duke UNC game and he blows out his shoe and he can't return that huge, like all the air in the building left because everybody wanted to watch Zion, you know, take on North Carolina. Bronny's nowhere near the player. 
but I guarantee you the ratings are going to be great when you put that kid on ESPN next year, no matter where he goes to college. Well, you're you're going to want to turn it on to see what he does. Just, well, how is he? Is he any good? Can right. he hang? Is he going to be a first-round pick? Yeah. Like, is this kid legit? I, I think there's going to be a lot of anticipation and excitement just about watching him. It's not necessarily deserved on his part. It's because of his lineage as, as Zion built his career up through YouTube highlights. But I, I, I still think there's a ton of excitement for him. Yeah, I don't even care how, how good or bad he is. Just get him to Eugene. Yeah, get him to Eugene, man. Like, same thing in Oregon State. I don't care. Your team's awful. Do what you can to get a name that I care about. Is Larsa going to come to games, too? Is she coming around? You see that's official, by the way? God, I hope she does. That's official, official. Yeah, Michael Jordan's kid, they're officially, like, dating. She just did an interview a month ago and was asked. He he was sitting front row of this TV show, and the guy, I think it was uh, Andy Cohen, (laughs) he goes, Larsa. Larsa. You and Marcus Jordan? And she goes, we're just friends. And they pan to him, and he's kind of like smirking, like, <clears throat> we probably had sex five minutes ago. <laughs> and now they're IG official. I feel so bad for the Pippin kids. Nah. Oh, well, I mean. I don't know how you have. That I thought, don't know how. You know, I was watching Sierra Canyon. I oh. watched Jason Swigard call one of their games. Mm-hmm. And that thought actually came to my mind when his son checked in from the bench. And I wonder. Like, oh, he's hard. They're good. Those chance, when, wherever he goes to play in college. College basketball fans can be ruthless, yeah. and he is going to hear gonna, that. Marcus Jordan, everywhere he goes, is your daddy. Mark, oh, no, no, <laughs> don't do that. I'm just him. saying. Don't do that. That's saying. that's a Kevin Love line you don't cross, and you cross it because you're demented. Yeah, some people don't have regrets. 2007. Uh, all right, well, we got a lot more to get into. There we go. Side conversation on college basketball and its complete irrelevance in our <laughs> lives. Just being honest with you guys. I know some of you care, and you love it, and... All the power to you. I just, I can't do it. It's awful basketball. Uh, I want to get to the NFL. There's a few things I want to get to here in the National Football League, and we'll do it next. But Needs a little bit of love. Let them run the jungle. I guess Carol Baskin's husband is actually alive. Yeah, there was a, a viral thing that, that happened the other day that somebody from, like, the State Department said they found him in, like, the Dominican Republic. Boy, how awful is she that you just want people to think you're dead? <laughs> also, props to that guy. Yeah. Like, he, if you could pull that off, if that story's true, you just disappear, you jump on a plane, everybody thinks you're dead for 20 years, <laughs> you don't poke your head up, like that guy's just living on a beach in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> Hell yeah, Carol Baskin's husband. What would you do if you retired? That bitch, Carol Baskin! <laughs> I need to rewatch that show. Nah, I don't think you do. I think it'd be fun. That guy owned the pandemic. He did. That was the best time documentary in the history of documentaries. I told my wife, I saw a photo of him the other day, and he was standing next to the three tigers, <laughs> and I, he was had his cane and his knee brace, and I looked at him and I said, that guy owned the pandemic. There is not a more, like, representation of utter white trash that's ever existed in our country, nope. and everybody in the country is like, yes, I yes, want to watch it. more. Give me a season two. I was glued to it. I'm like, God, this looks like my uncle. <laughs> I gotta watch this guy. The meme of I'm never gonna financially recover from this is one of my favorite memes it's of all time. <laughs> I'm never gonna financially recover from this. And then we find out he's feeding the tigers thrown out meat from grocery yeah, stores. Yeah, yeah. It's such yeah. a bad show. Not a good dude. Not a good dude. Um it is uh, AFC championship weekend coming up. I'm pretty excited. We got a rematch from last year. And the Cincinnati Bengals who went on the road and won at Buffalo in dominating fashion dirt this weekend. They head to the mighty Burrowhead Stadium. 
We're renaming it Burrowhead now because he's won won a game there. Every single thing that the Bengals do, they <laughs> just now involve Joe Burrow. Last week it was Snow Burrows going to Buffalo. Burrow. And this weekend, as uh, Hilton said on one of the NFL Sounds videos, we'll see you next week in Burrowhead. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't quantify it other than to simply say he just has it. Oh, I love it. What he, is it, though? It, what is it? You can't describe it. <laughs> you it. just see it. And Joe Burrow has it. it every, every time we see him walk into the stadium, the video where he throws it and turns and does like a 360 or a 180 and looks at the camera and you just watch the ball fade perfectly into where the wide receiver's running in the pregame. The way he handles and conducts himself in a postgame and says, better get those refunds. <laughs> The smoking of cigars. I, he, I've said this but going into the Buffalo game. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not the fastest guy. He, he has a pretty quick release, but it's not the quickest. But he just has it. And there's no other way to say it than that. It's the way that people describe momentum in a sporting event. You can kind of just feel it, right? The Laker-Blazer game. You could feel it when it got down to single digits. Oh, no. One team's shrinking, the other team's got it going. Yeah. Burrow, for all the things he is great at, and he's great at a lot, his best attribute is he has it. You know, what impresses me the most about him as a quarterback is he always seems to have the answer to the test. Like when, like when he – a lot of quarterbacks I think nowadays are operating on, and Mahomes is this way, Josh Allen is this way. Not to say they can't get rid of the ball quick, but a lot of what they do that beats you is improvising, and it's extending plays. And it's I'm gonna you're going to blitz a corner, that's cool. I'm going to stiff-arm the dude to the ground, and I'm going to roll out, and I'm going to bomb it 70 yards down the field. Like that's Josh Allen's game, and it's incredible. When it happens and it works, you're like, oh, my God, how is that physically possible? But there's a difference when you watch Burrow. Like, I know Romo brought this up on the broadcast. I've seen Ross Tucker bring this up. Like, there, he reminds you from time to time like like Peyton Manning did. And that is, before the snap on every play, I feel like he has the answer to the test. He's already cracked your defense, and he knows where he's going with the football. And wherever the weakness is, wherever your blitzing corner is coming from, where your linebacker is going to vacate a zone, where's the football going to go within two seconds of him catching it? Right where it needs to go. And he just seems to be in total control at all times of what they're doing offensively. And it's it's incredibly impressive. But the, the one thing I, I am going to bring up a lot, and I hope people don't take this as a slander towards Joe Burrow because it's not. He's the you know second-best quarterback in the NFL in my mind. I, I think Mahomes is still number one. Uh, but he is he has supplanted, in my opinion, Josh Allen in that, that hierarchy at the top. I also want to remind people how good Cincinnati's played as a team and how good that they've been, especially last week, at running the football defensively, the weapons that they have. like we, we focus so much in the modern era on the quarterback, and sometimes when teams win, we want to give the quarterback all the credit, and when teams lose, they want to blame it all on the quarterback. What's wrong with Josh Allen? Why did Herbert lose that game? Right, You go through these, Dak Prescott, it's all his fault. Well, it kind of was all his fault. But in Cincinnati's case, he is a unbelievable quarterback that is playing with two great coordinators, an offensive line that somehow held up last week. I still haven't wrapped my mind around that. Great weapons. They can run the football, and their defense has been lights out. Like, you go back to last year's AFC title game. He gets the credit for that win, and he got them going offensively in the second half. If their defense doesn't show up in the second half of that game, they don't win. 
And Joe Burrow is not, it, it is not Burrowhead Stadium after winning the AFC title. They're giving up only 13 points per game this year. Like, it's nuts. Their defense has been lights out. And when they beat Kansas City in the regular season, they came back and won that game. What did their defense do in the fourth quarter? They shut out Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense, which is not easy to do. So Burrow is incredible, but he's also getting a ton of help from the rest of the roster. That is a complete football team in Cincinnati. It's not a one-man band. Well, you know, this year was really driven by Tua and Herbert Chatter. It was, hey, look how good this pick was, and this guy's better than that guy, and hey, now this guy's better than that guy, right? It was it was a lot of that. We don't, how often do you just say out loud, yo, the Bengals definitely got it right? And I, I look, I, I say that as a guy who is rooting for Justin Herbert. I think the Oregonian angle is always a, a dope one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care where he went to school. I just think it's really cool to have an Oregonian be kind of that prominent a quarterback, and I... I think he has an element of it. It's why I'm so high on him. So you you could just see it with some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And I know that's such a cliche radio thing to say, it. it but but mm-hmm. you know it when you see it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a feel with it. Herbert's even above that. Like there's Or Burrow's even above that. Oh, level. for sure. Like there's just point. like an extra swagger. It's like, eh. Like I'm, I think I'm going to pick him this weekend. And I was reading some stuff yesterday, and it was like one article was like, well, Badge Mahomes hurt, so Cincinnati's going to win the game. And I'm like, wow, we're already writing the articles like this is a done deal. The obituary has happened. It's a, it's a little dangerous to do it, but there is just an air of confidence that you have. You're not wrong in, in citing the defense and the run game and the offensive line. Burrow did all that himself in the postgame. He's like, that's our most complete team win. Everything's about the team with him. It's the offensive line. It's the defense. It's Pirine and Mixon. But, like, his teammates respond by referencing Arrowhead as Burrowhead. <laughs> He has clearly established oh, I mean, he's himself. Tip of the spear. He That's is what I'm saying. Is, that, yeah. I, I think even in that locker room, the defense does what they do, and the offensive line does what they do. They're all in unison, going, "That's our leader." Yeah, and 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 that's that's the that's one of the hardest things to have in the NFL. You just draft a young quarterback. You go, oh, I think he's good. Is he going to be a leader? Right. That that's hard to do. Is to be a leader like that, especially this young in his career. And this quickly, he's already everybody's already rallied around. It's it's Burrowhead Stadium. It's Snowboro. <laughs> like this is what this is what great, great, truly elite quarterbacks can get. It's not just their play; it's the ability to have an entire locker room follow and go. I'm following that guy. That guy I trust in this moment. The other thing that he has going for him, and I, this might sound dumb to some because I know he lost the Super Bowl last year, but nobody expected Cincinnati to be in the Super Bowl. Like I felt like Cincinnati at the end of the year, again, as dumb as this might sound, they were kind of playing with house money. They be second year in the NFL, came out of nowhere. They go on this crazy run. It's like, oh, my God, Cincinnati's and the Bengals might win a Super Bowl. It kind of shocked everybody. I don't feel like he has scar tissue yet as a quarterback like all he's done is win since he became a starter at lsu they were that was maybe the greatest college football team we've ever seen in modern history the offensive side was certainly the best offense we've ever insane. seen insane i mean he was throwing to jamar chase and justin jefferson arguably the two best wide receivers in the nfl right now and then you fast forward to the nfl obviously he gets hurt in year one year two they're in the super bowl year three they're back in the afc title game like there's a certain aspect of at some point you build up scar tissue and you have those bad lessons and those ba- those fears of hey i've blown a game like this i've thrown a cop 
costly interception. And I think you start to question yourself. He doesn't have any of that. Like he just is playing with unabashed confidence. He has he has no doubt in himself. The team has no doubt in him. And I think that is what that is the driving force for Cincinnati. As good as that roster is, and I'm going to make sure to point that out all week. They're not here without without Joe Burrow. They they need Joe Burrow. He is the leader of that football team. And for right now, man, it's it's been a hell of a ride here the last two years. I got a couple more thoughts I want to share on the AFC Championship game. We'll get to that. We'll get to the trade in the NBA uh, yesterday coming up at the top of the hour. The Blazers get their win. People upset there's no trade yet. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll dive back into the NFC Championship game. John Marks is going to join us at 730. He works at WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia. I heard some of his show yesterday. and Boy, they're callers. <laughs> <laughs> They're callers, man. That's next level stuff over there in Philadelphia. So we'll talk to John Marks at 730. Dirt and Sprague back with more AFC Championship talk on the fan. So we're talking about uh, Joe Burrow here. Dirt and Sprague with you on the fan on this Tuesday. Get those mail sack questions into the fan text line, 503-250-1080. And uh, it's hard to sum it up, and it's so corny to say it, but it's, it's just true. Joe Burrow has it. Like... I, I didn't know, really. Nobody knows in football. Bengals, we could be talking about next Monday, lose to the Chiefs. Hey, how about Patrick Mahomes? You know, he's still great. But there was something about watching Joe Burrow walk into Buffalo and seeing him warm up pregame and, like, seeing that snow. And I saw people on my timeline all day. Oh, Buffalo, what is this home field for this reason? I'm like, Cincinnati gets snow. What are these stupid opinions? This isn't new to them. But I did see Burrow, and I just was like, I think I'm winning my bet today. <laughs> I think I'm cashing some Cincinnati tickets today. <laughs> I just kind of felt it. And I didn't know they would play like that, and we'd have that kind of. You know, that's the thing that somebody like him can give you, right? It's it's a bit of the LeBron factor or 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 fill in the blank of, of great athlete. You just know that they there's a really good shot they're winning that matchup because they're so great at what they do. And the funny thing is, I've heard a little chatter about Cincinnati being disrespected. I think it's accurate. Nobody went into this year and said, can Cincinnati get back to the Super Bowl? No, because we're conditioned to say the team that loses the Super Bowl usually doesn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. But the the thing we miss on that is how often do they have a Joe Burrow at quarterback coming back healthy, right? That doesn't happen often. It's sometimes a team that randomly gets there and, you know, Cam Newton and the Panthers, great story. Were they really going to go 15-1 and again and get back there? Nah, people didn't see that coming. But Cincinnati's different in that way. And a big part of it for me is Cincinnati's largely been a laughing stock. I mean, he has as many playoff wins, I said this yesterday, as many playoff wins already in his young career as the entire organization did <laughs> in their existence. And that's insane to think about that it's already that. In two years. And so they're 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 doing a multitude of things here. They're going against the Burrow, or, or not Burrow, Mahomes, Allen stuff. Somehow his name doesn't get lumped enough. I think with those two, and I think it will now. And then also coming into the year, it's like it's the Bengals. We're not. I'm not conditioned to talk about the Bengals being consistently great. But now you've got a quarterback, and you have a reason to be talking about him. Well, and I, you know, to be fair, I, I think it was okay to not put his name in those conversations until the end of this year. Like it, it was yeah, okay. That that's fine. I, I I like that. Why? Because it was one season. And again, that's not a fair pretty to him. Great season. It was a great season. But what, we always need a bigger sample size than that. When Josh Allen had his first breakout year, what did we all say? 
is this what it's actually going to be? Or is he going to regress? Like, what is Josh? We don't know. He wasn't very good his first two years in the NFL. Year three, he pops. They go to the AFC title game, and you're like, wow, where the hell did that come from? But I think going into last year, there was a certain aspect of, is this going to happen again? Because I just, I'm not used to seeing Josh Allen be that good. You know, Burrow's rookie year, he would, you could see it right away. He had what it took to be an NFL quarterback. He didn't have an offensive line. He still kind of doesn't. But they, they, they had some flashes, and then he got hurt, and the season was over. And then last year was his first full season in the NFL. They surprised everybody. They make it to the AFC title game. I think if you're going to be on the, the top three tier of NFL quarterbacks, you need a sample size. And he now has a sample size. He's done it back-to-back years. He's backed it up. The craziest thing, and this is what I love most about the NFL, because there's a thousand of these examples you can point to over the last 20, 30 years, of looking at how their playoff run started in both of these last two years. You know, last year they take on the Raiders at home in the wild card game, and the Raiders have four shots inside the 10-yard line to beat them. Four shots. They, I think they ended up throwing a pick on fourth down. Obviously didn't win the game. Then they go to Tennessee, they win. They go to Kansas City and win. They make their way to the Super Bowl. Last or two weeks ago, they're taking on the Ravens at home in a game that a lot of people thought they were going to kill Baltimore because they'd already beaten them twice, and Tyler Huntley was playing. And without a 98-yard scoop and score fumble, they lose that game. And I believe that in my heart of hearts, they lose that game. Their offense was sputtering. Baltimore's defense was playing lights out at the end of the year. The offensive line issues were a bigger problem against Baltimore because it wasn't snowing in that game. And it's just crazy to think how different narratives are with one completed pass from Derek Carr and a non-98-yard fumble return for a touchdown. It's just a reminder that no matter how many times you get it right, and that's building the roster, having a ton of talent around him, all the weapons, you've picked your number one quarterback, and he's going to be the face of your franchise for the next 15 years. It's a reminder that sometimes you still need to catch a break. Sometimes you still need the ball to bounce your way. A la Mahomes, when he played in his first AFC title game, they would have won that game except what happened. They had a defensive lineman line up offsides on a pick that would have ended the game. Instead, the game got extended. Brady goes on to win. They go on to win the Super Bowl. Sometimes you need to catch breaks. But I think it was fair for most of the season to say, let's just like give, give me two great years. And now that he's backed it up, there's no doubt. he is. It is 1A, 1B between Mahomes and, and, and Burrow and then Josh Allen. But I don't think we came into the year going, I don't know if he'll give us a great year. I think we kind of knew he would have a great year, I mean, you right? you figured he would, but I think to your point, we have seen so many Super Bowl runner-up teams just fall flat on their face. It went For, the opposite way this year. The Rams were trash. They were. And the Bengals were like, we're real. It, well, remember, the Bengals got off to a horrible start. Yeah, they did. They lost to Pittsburgh in yeah. Week 1. They went to Dallas. I got knocked out of my survivor pool so taking the Bengals yeah. to beat the damn Cowboys in Week 2 because the Cowboys got killed by the Bucks in Week 1. It feels like the last bad Bengals game we saw, and I, I'm not... I don't have their schedule in front of me. It feels like the last bad Bengals game we saw was Halloween when they got absolutely raced they by got Cleveland. Smoked by Cleveland. And I remember going trick or treating, going, yeah, this this game's over. They have not lost a game since then. They have won They're undefeated since 10, then. 11 in yeah. a row, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. With one game, obviously, the Bills game getting canceled in there. It, yeah, it's interesting. And, and there's also, like, you talk about building it up, some of, uh, some of that, like, kind of rep, uh, the reputation. And in basketball, we see this. Right, the people talk about the Grizzlies. Are the Grizzlies really going to win the NBA championship? I mean, maybe the criteria you look for with teams is: Did you take your lumps? Because very rarely does a team just get in and then boom, they win just it. Just win it right away. And Allen had that his second year. Remember, they played that wild card game against Houston, and he had a wacky game. He was good, but he he wasn't good. He had a weird fumble, like, and you were kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. But they made the playoffs. It's like he was short circuiting the entire game. And the next year, he took that leap, and mm-hmm. Dayball had him ready to go, and he didn't turn the ball over. And here he is. We talk about Josh Allen all the time. Cincinnati made the playoffs and won the AFC, 
and now they're right back then very next year in a position to win the AFC again, whereas you mentioned Mahomes. Mahomes kind of had this too. He got to the AFC title game his first year as a starter and lost to Brady. They win the Super Bowl the next year. They lose the Super Bowl the next year. They lose to Cincinnati at home. Like that's the Mahomes story. That's the Mahomes arc. Burroughs is... Make the playoffs, win the AFC, <laughs> get back to the AFC championship <laughs> game with a chance to, do, to win man. the AFC again. That's all he knows how to do. There is a uh, a Montana-Brady kind of air to him. I don't know if he'll have that kind of career. He might lose his second Super Bowl. He might lose this weekend. Oh, God, the narratives are going to be so bad if they lose the Super Bowl again. Because we're going to we do this. I remember when Mahomes lost to Brady when they lost that Super Bowl to, yeah. to Tampa. Well, he's, he could never be better than Tom Brady. He just lost head to head to him. He could never be better than Brady. That was my first um, <laughs> indication that Romo might not be what I thought he was when he goes, You know, Jim, Jim, <laughs> I think he's got to win at least eight. At least eight. I'm like, <laughs> Tony. You played in the league, buddy. You never got to a conference championship game. You know how hard that league is to win. And you're just out loud saying, Jim, I think he needs to win eight. You know, Brock Purdy has as many playoff wins as Tony Romo did in his career. Take a second to think about that. The, the narrative's going to be nauseating if they lose. Because wow, it's not it, it'll, It's not an indictment on his career. It's not going to mean he's not. We all know that Joe Burrow is elite. But if he loses, there will be. The, well, I don't know. Can he win the big one? I don't know. No, he's been there back-to-back back years. Stupid. Yeah, but he won the big one last <laughs> year before losing the big, big uh, one. I didn't win the big, big one. you got to win the big, big one. I Can I be honest with you in the trust tree on a Tuesday before we go to hour number two? Sure. I, I'm already dreading the play-by-play of this game. I, I want to just enjoy Mahomes and Burrow and the defense and the home field advantage. and Damn. Yeah, it, it's – somebody noted this with uh, Collinsworth during their wild card game. Who was their wild – it was uh, Jacksonville they and Kansas had the, City. Yeah. And people were noting Collinsworth was, like, complimenting Mahomes on incomplete passes. <laughs> that is am- – Mike, Mike, that was an amazing throwaway. <laughs> it's like we are getting a bit far with some of the play, like – I can tell you, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're all elite. They're all elite. They're all fun to watch for Great. different reasons. Lawrence, right? We got to stop acting like every single throw they make is something we've never seen before. <laughs> and I think we're going to unfortunately get that a lot this weekend with, yep. Mah- or with Nance and Romo. The entire game. Jim, Jim, watch this. <laughs> he had one on Allen last week where he said, that was a perfect throw. He just missed it by three or four yards out of bounds. <laughs> Like well, then it wasn't a perfect throw. He had one where Lawrence threw it out, and it was like <laughs> leading the receiver, but it was too far out. And I think he said something to the effect of, oh, "That was a great throw. He just wasn't there." It's like no, the ball <laughs> went out of bounds. Blame it on the receiver. <laughs> yeah, he where did. the hell are you? He Why are you standing out of bounds? Go make a play. That's that might be the worst part of the game this weekend is uh, the it's broadcast. Yeah. It's it's not. I think I already think Nance is in Augusta form. I think he's just ready for golf. <laughs> It's like iron sunshine over the snow. Yeah, somebody said the Bengals lose. He's going to be compared to Marino. He und- that's where we're going to go. Oh, God. I mean, he's one of the greatest that ever won a Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, I said this, and I feel bad for doing it, but the reality is we did that. To, we were already doing that to Herbert. I think I said that earlier this year, and I felt stupid saying it. Like, right. uh, is he a little Marino? Uh, great arm, good cannon, just can't win? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, Bob. I don't know. Uh, hour number two. Why didn't we trade for nice things? The Lakers make a trade, and we get to more football stuff. Hour number two on the 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.